0: Hey guys, Jack here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're happy to announce that we'll be joined in the booth by Solve for y and Red Chip Poker's Christian Soto. Uh, that'll be both days this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, uh, the 9th and the 10th. We still have at least one seat available each of those days, so don't delay. Head to justhandspoker.com to reserve your seat today. If you're on the West Coast or you can't make it this weekend, Next weekend, we still have a couple seats left for our event at Live at the Bike. Uh, Check that out at justhandspoker.com slash L-A-T-B, or use the links in the show notes. All right, guys, thank you so much for all your support, and enjoy this week's episode. Hey, Zach.
1: Hey, man, how you doing?
0: Doing well. Uh, How are you doing?
1: Doing good. Got to play a lot more jazz with some people over the last few days. Nice change of pace.
0: More jazz. always a good thing. Uh, Yeah. Not speaking of jazz, uh, we have a listener hand from The Bike in L.A. Yeah. The Bike, the scene of our upcoming or perhaps recent event, depending on when this gets released. Yes. Yeah, so this is from the 2-3 game. Hero writes, Villain 1 is a 40s male. He seems like a rec player, but no real reads. Hasn't played in any... Or, at the very least, not very many raised pots since I got to the table two hours ago. Villain 2 is a 30s rec player, no real reads other than he's loose, pre, and passive. Villain 3, the main villain in the hand, he's an early 60s guy who actually seems like a pretty competent, low stakes player. I've seen him both raise as a semi bluff with a strong draw and raise for thin value. He's pretty friendly with some people who are on live at the bike. I doubt he's a crusher given the stakes but I'm assuming he's somewhat competent. Hero appears to be a young to mid-twenties male. I'm an aspiring pro, but I don't think any of the players at the table know that. Overall, I haven't played many hands at this table. I've played one hand with Villain 3, where I opened queen-jack suit from the low-jack and went for thin value on the river with second pair, and he called me with top pair bad kicker. Okay, let's recap. Uh, Villain 1, forties male, rec player, tight preflop, uh... Villain 2 is 30s rec player, lose passive. Uh, villain 3 is 60s guy who seems like a competent player, friends with the life of the bike guys. Okay. So Hero is actually the effective stack at $320. And this is a 2-3 game. Okay. Uh, you ready for the action?
1: Sure. Cool.
0: Preflop. Villain 1 opens to $12 in the low jack. Uh, hero calls in the hijack with ace of spades, jack of spades. Villain 2 and Villain 3 call. Uh, we don't know where they are seated, but hopefully we'll find out soon. Uh, pre-flop, Villain rights or sorry, Hero writes, I have a mixed strategy of sometimes 3-betting, sometimes calling here. Uh, villain 1 hasn't shown that he's opening light, and I don't expect anyone behind me except for maybe Big Blind to be 3-betting light. I think this is a decent spot for me to just flat. Uh, yeah, I like that. Uh, I think normally against a little jack open, I'm calling ace of spades, jack of spades, or it doesn't matter if the suit, obviously, but ace jack suited. Uh, but yeah, I think there are definitely some spots where three betting here is going to be best.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think as the player described, it's a it's a little thin to be three betting and like having this be even in a mixed strategy. Uh, but there's definitely certain players in which I, I would be raising here. Yeah, I prefer to just have stronger value hands and you know. Uh, of bluffs in my in my three betting range here.
0: Yeah, for sure it's a default. This would be more to just sort of isolate. Uh, yeah. Okay. The flop is the four of spades, six of hearts, nine of spades. Uh, the low jack checks, and hero opts to bet thirty dollars, and just the big blind calls. So let's stop for a moment and just say uh, that it's really really important to. Give the complete hand history. We are unsure if what which villain the big blind is. Uh, I'm going to guess villain three since he was listed last and would have been last to act pre flop. Uh, but we might revise that later. But also, you know this this would be a slightly different spot if you know we've had two opponents check, um, or if our remaining opponents are in the big blind or sorry on the button, the cutoff, or the small blind. Uh, so yeah, so we're, we're proceeding a little bit blind here, but yeah, let's, let's go on to talk about this bet real quick. I'll give you hero's reasoning. Uh, hero writes, my reasons for betting. I only have ace high. I have good equity against almost any hand that calls. I don't think I'm getting raised here too often since there aren't many value hands that they can have. I have the ace of spades, which blocks some semi-bluffs and I have good equity against almost any hand I get raised by. Uh, a two, three, the villains have been pretty passive. Okay. Uh, so, Zach, what do you think about this bet?
1: So, I definitely like betting. I don't necessarily love all the reasons the hero gave for betting. So, I, I think we should be betting this hand to get value both from worse draws, get you know hands with like good equity against us, whether they're like smaller pairs that are ahead of us now or maybe straight draws or other just kind of maybe like a king queen type hand to fold. There's a lot of good that comes from getting those hands to fold by betting on the flop. Um, yeah, I think, I think we should just be kind of targeting like worse draws well as setting up, you know, a multi street bluff, which is what we're going to want to be doing if we bet on the flop here.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, I think a big, a big reason to bet here for me is that, uh, there are a lot of turn cards, especially like uh, a 10, a queen, or a king that are going to smack the people's ranges. And, you know, even an ace is like, it's. I would say it's a good event, but it's not uh, certain that we have the best hand if we had hit an ace. I think it's very likely we'd have the best hand if we had a jack. But point is there are, there are turn cards to come that could make it a lot harder to get this through as a semi-bluff. So I think a combination of protection, uh, value from worse draws, and setting up a multi-street bluff all make this a really excellent candidate for bluffing here. And I would consider betting closer to pot uh, probably $40 rather than
1: $30. The one thing I would say is just kind of because this is going to be a multi-street bluff where maybe kind of like middling pairs and draws are very likely to call Call one street, uh, regardless of sizing. I might want to size up just a little bit more to like 35 uh, and continue kind of a similar bet sizing in terms of the relative uh, bet to the size of the pot on the turn. Yeah. Uh, we're just pick picking here, though. We're, we're definitely picking. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> you know, part of why I like $30 is I think you have, there's a chance you could get someone to call with like six, seven where if you bet $40, they might fold that hand. Uh, and I think that's a hand we would like to see call, because I think it's very likely we'll be able to get it to fold by the river. And if we don't, you know, a lot of the that, cards that improve that hand improve our hand as well, uh, or at least some of them. All right, so we get to the turn with a pot of $114. We're up against the big blind. Uh, and I think the big blind is the player in his 60s, was called Villain 3. So the turn is the Six of Spades, giving me the Nut Flush, but also pairing the board. The big blind now obsolete out for $40, and I'm confused. Okay, so, real quick, let's talk about Villain's range here. Would you expect Villain to flat any sets on the flop?
1: I would say it's a lot more unlikely than the Villain just raising them.
0: Yeah, I think on a a draw-heavy board, and this isn't so draw-heavy, but it's fairly draw-heavy. Uh, we have a flush draw, and po- plenty of possible straight draws. I think players one are more likely to raise a set because they want they don't want to get drawn out on, but two they're more likely to raise a set because they don't think it's obvious that they have a set when they raise because they themselves could be semi bluffing. Um, so I would say I'm not too worried about uh, being behind a boat here. I think similarly, hands like 9-6 and 6-4 would strongly consider raising the flop. So I'm almost positive we have the best hand here. And if we don't, I'm pretty happy just giving my money to this other player. Any any disagreement there?
1: No, yeah. So it's really just a question of how do we get the most value from kind of our, our worst value targets, uh, which I'm not necessarily convinced of is by raising. But that's the question. We're not worried about you know being beat very often.
0: Yeah, so we have a lot of money behind. Um, we've put in forty-two dollars out of our three hundred twenty, so we have about two hundred eighty dollars, and the big blind just led for forty. So if we flat, we'll head to the river with about two hundred and forty in the stacks and about one hundred ninety in the pot. Uh, there's there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think that we're leaving a really really horrible. Uh, SPR in terms of getting value, uh, it could be better, but I think I'm leaning towards a call here. How about you?
1: Um, I think I'm leaning towards a raise. Uh, when someone bets out like this, it, to me, it signifies like I don't have a good hand and I'm trying to like see a river cheaply. So the, the real question is, does that mean that they're going to call a small raise or does it mean that they've decided they're not going to put any more money in the pot after this and kind of just making a defensive bet? I think that if we make a small raise here, like make it 100, I think it's going to be very unlikely any flush folds, very unlikely any six folds. Uh, and from the hands that do fold to that bet, we probably weren't getting any more money from them anyways.
0: Yeah. So I just worry that uh, my main concern here is not missing value from flushes. So what are ways we could miss value from flushes? I think there's really two ways. One is if a fourth flush card comes and our opponent has a very bad flush and decides not to bluff catch the river. The other would be if our opponent somehow feels that they're beat with a flush and decides to fold. I worry that if we make it 100 dollars here and then we have a uh, 180 on the river that our opponent could fold some flushes uh even if a four spade doesn't come. Like do you, do you think that's do you think I'm crazy that our opponent might fold a flush if we make a small raise and then go all in on the river?
1: Oh, no, I think that's that's maybe more probable than not. I wasn't thinking of necessarily going all in on the river against it. It would in you know if I was playing, it would kind of depend on the speed and what I observed about the the villain when they called the turn.
0: Yeah, well, we would have a hundred eighty dollars uh, on the river, and the pot would be uh, three hundred and fourteen if our opponent called our raise to a hundred dollars. Yeah. The other the other thing is that we you know, I think it's a little bit more realistic also that our opponent would fold a flush since we're more likely to have hands like boats here. Uh, we actually have, I think a decent amount of boats. So, you know, we're, I think we're sort of weighing, maybe not getting that last $180 in against a worst flush versus what happens if we just flat and a, another spade comes. Uh,
1: yeah. And
0: then I think we could be missing a lot of value, but
1: yeah, that's, that's why I like the small the small raise. It kind of ensures we get value from a six as well as gets value from a flush for now.
0: Yeah. So I actually... I'm going to stick with the flat. I like the flat because I think that on a dry river, uh, we're going to be able to get all the rest of the money.
1: Um, you think?
0: Yeah, I think if we just call here and Villain has a flush... Uh, or even a 6 just a bare bare trips uh we just call the 40 that villain would consider it safe to put out another value bet on the river if you disagree with that then i i like raising better
1: i think unlikely to bet with a 6 um and i think fairly likely to bet with a flush but what i'm what i'm worried about is raising the river on like a paired board when the other person has a flush and the fourth spade doesn't come in, I think that looks a lot stronger than raising small here and making a big bet or an all-in bet on the river.
0: Yeah. So, I'm kind of feeling like there's no way to not look strong here. And so, I think if Villain bets the river themselves, they're more likely to... They're likely to choose a size larger than sixty, and I think they would, if they decide to check, uh, they would probably call a bit more than sixty. So I think if we can't get that last bit in, we still get more in by calling than raising to one hundred on the turn. Uh, But we're we're weighing that against the uh, value we lose if that spade comes in. Uh, So summary. I think it's pretty close. Yeah. Uh, I I would be happy to do either. Um, villain chooses to call, and, you know, I think that's solid. I think raising would be cool, too. Uh, let's move on. Uh, villain writes, oh, sorry, <laughs> Hero writes, my thought process behind just calling was, I might get more money by just calling now, underrepresenting my hand in raising River, and I save money the rare times he has a boat. Yeah, I don't think you save any money when he has a boat. but Yeah. <laughs> because if you're going to raise the river, then you know, you're know you not saving any money. You might save money when he has a boat and the force spade comes in and you decide to flat. Or when a really bad card for you, like a five or a seven comes in. Um, but yeah, there aren't many boats. One, and I don't think you're saving money against when he has a boat if you're planning on raising the river. So, uh, he also writes, my thought process behind a raise. Well, this is kind of what we said already, so I'm just going to move on. So before we get a river card, Hira asks, thoughts on what to do against a river bet of, say, $175 are all in. Uh, and just to recap, there's about 240 left in the stacks. Uh,
1: oh, so any all-in bet after a raise would be, all, would be all in. Yeah. If if we were to have raised the turn.
0: Yeah. Cool. Uh, no, so so hero asks thoughts on what to do against a river bet of say one hundred seventy five dollars or all in. And let's really... for example say on like a like a offsuit jack. Let's say. It... Call.
1: Yeah, I mean we're definitely calling. The question, I mean, my question is whether to raise or not to the one hundred seventy five bet. The.
0: Yeah, I, would, I think I, would it's probably really... just go I think ahead it's
1: yeah i think it's 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 more of a live read thing uh like what would really determine what i would do but with just the information we have it's going to be a raise but i just want to make clear like these are the type of decisions that are like overwhelmingly influenced by the the live reads and i think for for people that feel confident and maybe have a sample size where they keep track of kind of the exploitable calls or raises they make and see how their decisions line up with the results uh it's spots like this on the river uh where a lot of your edge is going to come from where i think people are doing the most giving the most away in terms of like their you know physical uh mannerisms and talking and all that fun stuff
0: yeah and just to be clear the difference why you even make that distinction of calling the 175 or putting in the last 65 also uh to call that 175, we only need to be right, I think, based on the pot size, about a third of the time. Uh, but if we assume that Villain will never fold to the last 65, which is maybe wrong, but let's just assume it, uh, we need to have the best hand over 50% of the time to want to put in that additional uh, 65 bucks. So there is a fairly big difference in terms of how we see our opponent's range between calling that bet. And going ahead and jamming. Uh, I'm very confident we should call. I'm less confident we should jam, although I lean towards it on a lot of river cards. Uh, it's but very yeah, close the, the, the live read I think is incredibly important. Anyway, River is the queen of clubs, so basically just a total blank. Uh, in checks, and Hero has a sizing decision. Um, we have $194 in the pot, $238 behind. Uh what are you thinking in terms of sizing here? What hands are we targeting? I, I guess is Yeah, that, that
1: that that's that's what I'm thinking. I the question is are are we targeting flushes or are we targeting some hands worse than flushes that might not be limited due to just trip sixes? Uh and like what's going to be more profitable get, you know, max value from flushes like there's a lot of guys who, here who will hem and haw when if you go all in and they have a flush but they'll never fold. So, it because of just the small bet and then the check, I'm inclined to think this is probably not like one of those players. Uh, but again, we just don't really know much. I, I, I would try to hedge my bet, maybe try to get called by a six and sure called from fl- we get calls from flushes and make it like 175. Maybe actually no, that's too kind of close to the stack. Probably like. It's like 140, 140 I think is better. And going all in, there's really not that much difference between like 175, 200 and going all in. So,
0: Yeah. I would definitely consider just shoving here because it's just, oh, yeah. it's really hard for us to, I don't think we're going to be perceived to have very many bluffs. So I think it's just a question of stubbornness. Uh, obviously, if we, you know, could have gotten all the flushes and sixes to call for 140, and they decide to fold for a shove, it's a disaster. So, I don't hate like 140 at all, but I think that if a lot of times when you're basically just like, is this player stubborn with a bluff catcher? Uh, and I think it, he's not super likely to have like, any flush here. I, I think a lot of flushes would maybe bet larger than 40. Uh, on the turn, and also would probably bet the river, especially if he had, like, a king high flush or something. So, uh, I think he's not super likely to have that strong of a hand. So, I think I'm talking myself into the $140 bet. I think I like that. Uh, I think if the range is as capped as I'm starting to think it is, we're unlikely to get called if we shove. So, uh, yeah, I'd rather make the price a little bit more tolerable, bet something like 140
1: Great. We're on the same page.
0: (laughs) Hero bets $100. It takes about 15 seconds and folds. Uh, And so, yeah, he... He had a pretty weak range, so I'm not surprised we didn't get that bet called. Uh, Yeah. Hero writes, I thought his range was pretty weak at this point. It was pretty much just targeting trip sixes or a nine and a missed flush draw. I thus debated either it's Maul's 100 bet or shoving and decided to go for the $100 bet. Uh, yeah, that's basically our thought process, too. Hero writes, Overall, I don't think I played it great because I think not raising turn was a mistake, but I don't think I completely butchered the hand. Uh, I think Villain's turn lead was interesting, and I don't know what he had, but it probably saved him money. Um, you know, I actually think I think a pretty interesting hand the Villain could hold that makes me like a turn raise better Our hands like nine with a spade. Uh, I think yeah. those are pretty... I mean, they're not that common, but there's probably about nine or ten combos of those that are seem fairly likely. Um, and so I think those are much more likely to put money in on the turn than the river. Unless they're a hand like... Well, uh, some of them are more likely to put money on the river if they get the flush but that's not that's not an issue so yeah i i think i am leaning towards the turn raise uh because of that category of hands that i hadn't considered all right that's a wrap yeah thank you so much for writing in and send us more